Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? gibberish or do you really know what you're talking about i think we should mention when we feature you know our favorite story of each doctor you know yes. when it yeah. comes up but i'm i'm wondering ha have you had one of yours yet was the sea devils your favorite john pertwee uh, no my my favorite john pertwee is yet to happen should we mention it if it's not happened yet or? no 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 let's oh, okay. let, let's okay. let the let, let's keep the listener in suspense yes. shall we <laughs> yeah and um i think I'm trying to think whether so. Actually, yes. Uh, my favourite William Hartner we have done, which was the Keys of Malinus. That is absolutely. That's your... my favourite Hartner. That's my go-to if I'm feeling down, comfort blanket. You know, spoonful of sugar for the medicine type uh, program to watch. Yeah, I love. I love Keys of Malinus. Okay, all right. Which is well, weird because it's by far not the best, isn't it? It's by far not the best. No, no, no. But yeah, you, you've yeah. got all sort of nostalgia yes, things. Yeah. And as you say, it's a comforting thing, isn't it? It is, yeah. 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 Troutman, um, we haven't done yet, definitely. I think mine might sit, might be similar to yours. Well, I think we might have done yours, because I'm not sure whether you're a web, top of the web fan, web oh, of fear. wait, 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 um, wait. John Pert, we know we haven't done it yet. I, I keep thinking of doing it. And then I think, no, I don't want to. I don't want to get all the goodies over. This is what we first. do on Mad Max in yeah, character, and it's it what is, we did yeah. with Blake Seven in character, isn't it? You know, if you if, if you have all the big hitters, all the popular yeah. ones at the front, then you're just left with the dregs at exactly, the very end, yeah, we, aren't you? We, yeah, we we don't want to do all of our favourites first, although that would be indulgent, I think. It would be um, very indulgent, and people, I think, would yeah. just get bored if there's nothing big to look forward to it's like why in mad max in character we haven't done really any of the really big ones no. yet have we you no, know you don't want to go straight in with max or wes or someone do no you? no so yeah <coughs> there's um, no longevity in that no and this one you know the daemons the demons yes. um I, I really enjoy it but it's not my favorite no this is i think i mentioned last time that I, i've not seen it in a while and I suppose a little bit of backstory. This was always the, the held up as the pinnacle of Pertwee, wasn't it? When mm. in, in the early eighties, this was seen as as the one. Every because it was weird because all the conventions you'd get, you know, John Pertwee, uh, Nicholas Courtney, John Levine, they would all when asked, "What's your favourite story you worked on?" They would all say the Demons or the Daemons. Should we should we should we stick to a pronunciation? What well, should we stick to? Because it's, well, it's both in the story, isn't it? John Pertwee does say yeah. Daemons from the planet Deimos. Yes. Okay, let's go with Daemons then. All right, Daemons. It sounds like that, that um, Formula One driver. What was his name? Damon Hill. No, sounds I'm like thinking that, more of... Um, isn't it uh, Del Boy's son is called Damon? Damien. Oh, that's Damien, yeah, Damien isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used um, to know a Damon. Did you? It's a weird yeah. name, isn't it? It's like it is weird. It's like, Damien. Are you Damien or what? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Damon. You Damon. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's vaguely racist, isn't it? I apologise. Um, 
yeah, so so this was this was sort of shown as pinnacle. All the actors would say, "This is my favorite." This was the one where, and you can see why it's their favorite. But it's more for the fact of there was a lot of really nice location footage in a lovely little village, and they all get and stay together, and they all get juicy bits to do. Yeah, but it was a story. I do. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'll put I'll put my hand up and say I thoroughly enjoyed this one. But it does have a lot of issues. And there's questions as well that I haven't oh, really yeah. thought of be- yeah. before, and I'm hoping you might be able to answer some. Well, I, I, I've got a few questions myself. This is one of those ones where you don't really want to think too much. Just just let it wash over you and enjoy it. Because mm. the minute you start thinking about things, it doesn't really, it doesn't answer a lot, and it doesn't really hold up. There's a lot more questions than we get answers. But it is weirdly sort of comforting to go back. I think we both sort of felt that this was... This was like putting on an old pair of slippers, wasn't it? It is. is. Yeah. Yeah, you go back and you're 10 years old again. Yeah, yeah. Because you know? to me, when I, when I first started watching Doctor Who, and this was, this was Doctor Who for me, this, this idea, because you had the Nestle rappers and everyone knew it, and this mm-hmm. was what Doctor Who was thought of. So, yeah, it's very much um, revisiting my childhood on it. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Not, not my favourite. No, no. I think I think it's partly that. Partly, you, you know, you and I both grew up in villages. <laughs> yeah, um, very, tr- yeah, very so similar you've got, to this. You've got that. Um, you know, we're both fans of Quatermass. Yep, very serious vibes to very, it. Yeah. Uh, Night of the Demon as well. Oh yes, you know? yeah, right, yeah, yeah. This whole folk horror thing. So yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, okay. Shall we start talking about it then? Yes, let's let's get in because we get a sort of question first off, don't we? My question is. Is what's what's killing this man? Right. Yes. The, these are all the questions, aren't yeah. they? Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. We've got this place called Devil's End, Devil's and End, yeah. yes, and we've got cliches, uh, thunder and lightning, yeah. sound effects and stuff. And uh, and did you know that that toad you see at the very beginning? That's not specially shot. That is uh, BBC footage. Yeah. I, I I thought that would probably be footage because it's so crappy quality yes yeah and, uh, it, it's from something called yeah. the uh the secret life of a toad oh right documentary. Secret lives? um and this is this is weird something that that makes no sense now in our digital ages if the bbc wanted some stock footage they went and actually got the footage they got the film mm. and that would be so by so all these different programs would would troop down to the the library, pick up this film, run it through, mistreat it, take it back, someone else would go down. Which is why, generally, if you see stock footage in Doctor Who of this era, or any programme of this era, it's awful quality. Yes, yes. And it, it's just weird to think that now. It's like, I, it, it blew my mind that the titles were played in for Doctor Who every week. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just, you know, I mean, it wasn't. It, it wasn't like they just digitally added that file on, in, and, and right. it was actually played on from this the same bit of film. So it would gradually get worse and worse yep. and worse. Yep. It's, it, it, yeah, different age, isn't it? Different These age. opening credits as well. Yes. Um, um, you know, I always like this season because there's something wrong with the sound. When it first starts, yeah. it's almost as if it stutters. Yes. It, you, you've got an echo effect on that music just as the titles start. And I always like that, that strange sort of like echoey stutter yeah. to the beginning. Which I, I imagine probably, is, like I say, because there's now a fault in these titles. Mm, it, it could yeah. well be, yeah. Because I know at... Um, at one point, I think it might have been a Carnival of Monsters, something like that, that they decided to replace the audio track because it was so 
it was getting bad, wasn't it? And they put that awful new mix on, mm. which they then reverted back very quickly. Mm. They realised it was rubbish. So yeah, it, there is definitely something up with it. It's not yeah. quite <laughs> right, but it's good. I like it. I like the titles on it. Yeah, but this this thunderstorm, this yes. nighttime thunderstorm <coughs> in Devil's End. We're going to find out later on that the master is there and he's summoning this Azal, yeah, who's a yeah. daemon. Yes, he's a daemon. Yeah, but he's not awake yet. He's not. But he's not awake yet. yet. He, he summons him three times, right? Yes. And he hasn't summoned him the first time yet. So, Correct. what is this black shadowy object that's that's scuttling around the graveyard? Yeah. Well, isn't it, I mean, in real life, wasn't it an old shawl or something that they? No, it, it's a black wore. furry hat. Furry hat. That was it. I, yeah. yeah. It was. It was something because they didn't have anything. I mean, that I don't know whether because they show a bit of stock footage of a cat. Yes. And then you see this thing move, and you think, is that meant to be the cat? No, it's a black furry hat. Yeah, it's a black uh, furry yeah, hat. Yeah, it's a cat it, in a hat. Yes. Sue Hedden was the assistant yeah. floor manager. It belonged to her. It was being pulled along on a bit of string. She's also the one who had the job of pouring the water out of the church's yes, the spout, water yeah. spout. Yes. Yeah, because that's, that's not stock footage. They actually went and did that, didn't they? they yes. Pulled, I guess they didn't have stock footage of water yeah, coming out of a church's spout. Um, we get we get the uh, I mean the, the the portrayal of village folk in this story is awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, any, to anyone that grew up in a village, it's really insulting. Um, but yeah, we get sort of the the, the comedy local yokel yep. that uh, his dog his dog runs off and he he sees something. He's got at is it? in some way, yeah. isn't he? Because it's, it's not something Bok, tall. Because Bok isn't alive yet. Well, no, he looks upwards, so it's yeah. like. It's like it's the giant thirty yeah. foot Azal, but he hasn't come out yet. No, he's not. He's not appeared. He's um, tiny. He's in his little spaceship still, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's you he's know? he's not he's not um, awoken. No. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. They don't. The novelization doesn't mention what it is. They just no. say he died of fright. He died of fright, says Miss Hawthorne. You know the brilliant Damaris Heyman. Yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah. I love Damaris Heyman. She yeah. always played the same character, didn't she? Always. Always. I love it that I was I was rewatching the young ones season two the other night, and she's in um, uh, Nasty the episode. Mm, yeah. And she's the lady that digs graves. Yes. Not not physically. <laughs> she just likes graves. Um, and it's and she hasn't changed the job. No. I, I've I bought the um, at. at um, Maximum Power. I bought the 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 spin-off, the one they've just done. Oh yes, um, yeah. Well, I've not watched it yet. It's terrible. It? I'm useless at watching things, and I meant to watch it before this, but then real life got in the way. Um, but yeah, so she's she's actually, you know, a year ago played this character again, Miss Hawthorne. Do you reckon she's still a Miss Hawthorne? Oh, I reckon so. I, I reckon think she's, she's still a spinster. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, Damaris, I always mix yep. her up with the lady with the horn-rimmed glasses in Please Sir. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're right. You know, yeah, for very some similar. reason. There was a, yeah, there was very much a... I think she was a bit more of Battleaxe character, wasn't she? She was. She was in 40 so, Towers, was, wasn't yes, she? You, yes. The, the deaf one. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Damaris always played the lovable eccentric. Yes, the batty uh, which, one. The batty one, which is what she is in this. And I, 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 I do like her portrayal in us. I think she's she's one of the plus points in this story. Um, and I, I love the fact that at one point she's she's telling someone that there's you know it, it's going to go wrong, and it people are 
I'm just starting to believe her. And then she says about, it's in the stones. It's in yes. the... It's like, oh, dear. Okay. We've all met people like that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, right at the beginning, when we first see her, she reckons that the yes. man died of fright. But she also says, yeah. opening up the barrow is going to be a disaster. Because there's yes, this which, barrow just yeah. outside the village. Which is uh, is music to our ears, isn't it? Because, like oh, say, yes. we love we love a bit of Quake Mass. We love a bit of uh, a folk horror. Yeah. Of, you know, village village horror blood on satan's claw that sort of yeah, thing night of um, the demon or night of the demon yep so this this is this is uh this is nice that it's all oh, a barrow yep. it's got very for I, th- I, th- I mean i don't know do they do you have barrows elsewhere in the world or is it a very uh no 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 uh, well, well you do in europe right um, you know, it's a, it's a burial mound, isn't it? Yeah, it's a long yeah. barrow. Um, you know, guys, that's a wheelbarrow. Okay. <laughs> that would it wouldn't be the same if they were opening a wheelbarrow. No, that would that would be the low budget version, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. That's if it, the tomorrow, if it was on the tomorrow. Tomorrow people. people, yeah, they would do one where someone's opening a wheelbarrow shop. Yes, there <laughs> that you go. Would be the same, yeah, thing. yeah. <laughs> um, meanwhile, the doctor is telling Joe there's no such thing as magic because she's going on about it's the age of Aquarius and all, yeah, so, all, all this. Um, nonsense. It has to be said, the portrayal of Joe in this serial is she's borderline. I don't know what the political correct term is now, but she's borderline it. She's not a clever person. No. Um, to the point where. I mean, We've all sort of met people like this, but she's almost a caricature in this series. I don't, this serial, I don't think it's a great representation of Joe. But I, I do like the fact that we often see Pertwee tinkering with uh, um, with um, uh, Bessie, and he wears, you know, he's wearing a white smock. Yes. I like this that he's he's a normal person as far he's not wearing a costume; he's wearing clothes. Um, and he he starts off because I love Pertwee; he's the scientist. Mm. And I'm very much, I'm a great believer in science myself. <laughs> and uh, I love that he's, he's saying to Joe, you know, don't be silly. It's not. Really... And then he does the cardinal terrible thing. And he, she goes, well, why? And he goes, because I say so. Or because it is. Mm. It's like, no, that's not how science works. Yeah, yeah. It's that yeah. thing again, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. He, he's borderline abusive to Joe in this, which is weird. Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, you, he's got this yeah. whole, you know, he starts Bessie up by remote yes. control to, to fool her and everything, you know. Um, but yeah, this barrow is going to be opened live on TV, <coughs> isn't it? Yeah. Um, the doctor's scoffing at that until he hears the name's Devil's End. Yeah. Why? Um, why? why? Yes. Yeah, why is the question there? Um, the doctor almost reacts as if this has all happened and in the future, I, I, not his future, but in his past, but our future, he's read it somewhere in Time Lord Files or someone said something that's, uh, he, he associates devils, but why? What? I, it, it, yeah, it's, it's another one of those, this is another question. So why is the doctor so immediately concerned at hearing about Devil's End? Because mm. he doesn't, he doesn't immediately work out what's going on. He has to do a bit of research and go in and he's looking around to work out what's going on. So it, what is it about the name Devil's End that immediately causes him to worry about it? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. People are going to watch it, though, because yes. uh, the Barrow has got a curse on it. Yeah. I do, uh, this, is, this is really weird that they, they would think that that a major draw would be opening an old barrow at midnight yeah live uh, yeah definitely i suppose in this in this universe we've got bbc3 as well and presumably this is a big event you know 
Well, of course, BBC Three, they said that to tell, you know, the viewer that, hey, we're in the the future. future, Well, of course, to us, it's the past. BBC Three closed down, what, three, four years ago. There isn't a BBC Three anymore. (coughs) Well, it was um, because there was there was always when BBC Three started, there was always the the Doctor fans went, see, see how prescient it is. Mm. It's like, well, no, because they got it wrong, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a curse, and it's all to yes. do with this cavern, this notorious cavern, which is underneath the church. Yeah, this, this is weird as well. So, so there's a underneath the church, there's a cavern that was used for devil worship, and the, they've set up an exhibition like Madame Tussauds style yep. of the devil worship. And I, I'm, I'm sort of, I can understand that you would do that as a tourist attraction, but I, I doubt the church would let you do that on church property no i mean part part of the explanation is in the original script it was all going to be taking place in the church yeah and that's when the bbc got cold feet and it's like no no yeah. no you can't do that you you're going to offend people no, so then why the, us will be up in arms. yeah the rewrite had it in the crypt yeah under the church and then they're like no you can't use the word crypt either and now it's turned into this cavern. That's why the cavern looks like a crypt, but it's called a yes. cavern. Yeah, it doesn't... I mean, in one shot, they put that ridiculous CSO overlay of, like, a cave roof. Do you but know why that's there, by the way? Presumably to cover up some lights or camera Yeah, or what something. it is, the, yeah. the camera is so far back because yeah. it's a long shot, you would have got all the lighting rigs there. Yeah. So that, that they painted this, yeah, a roof on glass and, and yeah. blocked off the lights with it. But but other than that, it, it's not it's not a cavern. It, like you say, it's a crypt because it's got stone pillars and it's got a flat floor. And, yeah. But why it, would you, as a church, as a religious body, you know, have a waxwork display about black magic? You know. Well, I don't. I don't think you would. I mean, now you might because where where there's a pound to be made, the church will be there. Um, but back then, no, I don't. I'm, I'm not entirely sure you would. No. No. Yeah. I mean, it we, might have been done for the greater good. Yeah. The greater we, good. Sorry. We get a connection. They say that Matthew Hopkins... Yes, had, the witch finder general, yeah. Yeah, but that, if that's the case, and, and he was in, connected in some way, um, Matthew Hopkins uh, operated out of East Anglia. So yeah. you can say, really, that Devil's End is in East Anglia then, I guess. Yeah, you, or, or Matthew Hopkins had a bus pass. Um, and went down to the, Dorset yeah. or Wiltshire, yeah, went, wasn't yeah, it? Wiltshire. Yeah, a day out. Because mm. even on your day out, you still have to persecute women. Yes. Um, the, other, the, ti- the, the whole history timeline of this is mad as well, which I'm sure we'll get into when, when the Doctor mentions uh, about the, the Damon's mm. influence on Earth history. makes no sense whatsoever. Um, but yeah, it... it, it Already we're we're like ten minutes well not probably not even ten minutes in and the questions are mounting up, aren't they? Yep. Yep. But we also we we, we have Bock down there, don't yes, we? We see we Bock do. for the first time. Um and then we cut back to the barrow and I, I love, by the way, in that when the guy um was filming in the thing, that amazing oh, camera yeah. backpack. <laughs> I've ju- yeah, I've just, I put that in my notes. It's a futuristic mobile camera unit. Look so, at the oh, size of cool. that. It's yes. horrendously big. Yeah. 
I'll tell you what I like in this story. I like old Damaris as Miss Hawthorne. Yes. I like Professor Horner. Oh, I love him. I wish he'd have, he'd have carried on. Why? I, I don't remember him dying, because he dies, doesn't he? he do, yeah, when, when he opens the barrel, he, get, he gets some polystyrene on him, but I think he dies of the cold along with yeah, uh, he's frozen the TV death, guy. He? Yeah. yeah, but he, he's, he's such a good character. I think they could have kept him going. He would have been, he would have been a lovely foil for Pertwee, I think. Oh, I, I love the yeah. grumpiness of him. Yeah. You know, he, can Professor really Horner pull out his plum? Get on with it, man. Get on with it, boy. <laughs> yeah. And I love it when he goes, what's the significance of opening it at midnight? He goes, um, uh, it's a publicity stunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, he's really good. Um, yeah, and then we, are, we also, just after that, we, uh, we get Benton. We Yay. do get Benton. Oh, no, but before we get Benton, right, we get mention and another Quatermass inference in that there's been spooky goings on there oh, yes, before yeah. when there were flint quarry men yes. digging around so yeah when it's been potentially disturbed in the past strange yeah, spooky is, things have been going on this is quite mass in the pit and the, the, <coughs> the only way you can sort of also square what's happening is that like in quite mass in the pit the the ship itself mm. is is influencing things yes um Otherwise, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah, lovely, 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 quite a massive reference. No, no, it, it is really good. Um, the, the Doctor thinks something's wrong, doesn't he? he yes. Uh, um, and Miss Hawthorne um, say, also says, you're messing with things you don't understand. I'm a white witch, doesn't she? Yes. Um, she says I'm a witch. White, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the Doctor reckons she's right, and he's got to go and stop things. So he, he and Joe pop off him well, like, down there. Yeah, I like the doctor because he's, he's doing his best Pertwee chin rub and yes. he's go, he goes uh, Devil's End Devil's Hump Aquarius and it's like what? I mean it, it's just nonsense isn't it but he pulls it off yeah 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 um, we got more Quatermassy echoes as well because we've got the locals in a pub watching the TV how many times have we seen yes. this now you know yeah, well, I, I've put um, uh, it's sound on vision again in my notes because, yeah, this this is classic Quatermass. So, I mean, this, this sort of gets used more than they... Because Quatermass, they would use it as a scene-cutting measure. But it, it's so evocative, isn't it? It's the people people getting information through the television. Yep, all together. All together, it. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now talking about now, there's been strange noises lately and um, cows have gone dry. And, yep. and all since they've started messing around at the Devil's Hump, because that's what the Barrow's called, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, what, so um, assuming that, that it's connected, that its cows have gone dry, what, what influence do you think the ship has got on, on a I don't cow know. going because, dry? Because Professor Horner says when they open that rock, you know, you're going to have this amazing archaeological discovery. Yeah, the, but all the, they've done is dig down to the rock. So I guess disturbing the earth is doing something, but I don't know what. Yeah, but what? I don't know. That's what I mean. It's it, like in Quake Mass in the Pit, it's as soon as you disturb the earth, it disturbs the ship and the ship is telepathic. So it, it, that's the only way it could really work here. I do like the, um, the, the, the polystyrene boulder 
closing off the barrel. And, and it, it's all right, it looks okay. But then the professor decides to scrape at it. It's like, oh, God, it's polystyrene. Yes, yeah, you Stop totally it. can. Yeah. You totally, we, we had it last week, didn't we, on the Dominators, them lifting up yes, the polystyrene yeah. boulders. Yeah. And here we are a few years later, and they're still doing it. Um, outside, we've got wind starting up, and somebody who looks remarkably like PC Plum um, is taken over somehow, and he's going to bash in yeah. Miss Hawthorne's head. How's he taken over? What's taking him over? Yeah. Well, we're, I mean, I'm assuming it's the master, but the master can't do this. No. I mean, the only thing we can think of is he's using Damon science, which can harness emotional energy. Yeah, but, yeah, but oh, it's God, negative it emotional energy, this. though, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and it's like all these things are tropes of of demonic possession and that, but it's not a it's not a demonic. I mean, I suppose it is. It's a demon, a demon, but it's not, is it? This is. This is the master somehow doing it. But if he could control people like that, why does he bother hypnotizing them later mm. on? Why yeah. doesn't he just influence? He tries to win over the local villagers. Why yes. does he bother if he can take someone over with? I with think his it's hilarious. You know everything we know about the master now. Oh, I you know, know yeah. I and know when he's talking to the villagers and he knows yeah. all the gossip on each yeah. one of them, that the master would actually seek out all this info. Well, you know, can you imagine? So the ma- so. The master's got to have been in this village for at least, what, a couple of weeks? Yes. Yeah. So he must be holding services. Yep. <laughs> going to, like, coffee mornings. Christening babies. Out, yeah. Christening babies. Wheedling out all this information <laughs> and gossip. Going down. I can't see him doing it, but I would love to see a six-part episode of the master just learning all this. Yes. Because yeah, he... Making a note in his notebook. Oh, this, man, man. this man steals money from the font, uh, from the church thing. This, yeah, it, 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 it bears no thinking about. No, not at all. Because yeah. he's the substitute vicar, isn't he? Yeah, Mi- yeah. Mr. Magister. And no one, go, no one mentions, no one goes, well, we haven't seen much of him. They treat him like a normal vicar and they're yes. very chummy with him. So they've got to have got to know him at least. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. would love to see a sitcom of, of the master as the vicar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because magister. Also, he chooses magister, like two letters away from master. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Miss Hawthorne, she yes. wants to, she don't want to see him. She wants to see the real vicar. Yes. Presumably the real vicar's been done away with by the I master. Imagine, I imagine he's been uh, compressed somehow, hasn't he? Yeah. The and, poor vicar. And then no one got, mentions him again. No, we've got a seedy verger. I don't know if he's yeah. mind-controlled or he's just evil. But uh, Yeah, I mean, he acts in an evil way, doesn't he? He acts like a, like a horrible man. Mm. But that means then that... Did... did <laughs> Did uh, the master hire him as the verger, or was he already? It was the virgin, he there with the, case, with the real yeah, one? Yeah. What sort of what sort of uh, yeah? What sort of a, a, a vicar was the old one that he would hire someone so obviously evil and yes and, and sort of untrustworthy? It very much so. Yes. Yeah. It, it's very strange. Um, it has to be said as well that because um, we meet Win Stanley, the squire. Who is an awful actor? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ter- terrible. I mean, he dies pretty quickly. That's good. Um, and then we also we also meet some of the uh, the locals, aren't we, in the pub? And they're all portrayed as nutters. Yes, but but we do get the brilliant, you know, exchange of one of them saying, "Are, are you one of those television chaps?" Yes. And he goes, yeah. "I'm not." And he, and he goes, "Well, I just thought because of the costume and the wig." <laughs> and the doctor yes, goes, the wig. wig. <laughs> Pertwee, I love this is this is the aspect of Pertwee I love. The fact that 
that everyone keeps going on about oh humanity is the doctor's favorite but pertwee hates humans mm. he it, at no point does he sort he, he tries to do his best for him but he, they let him down at every opportunity yes. and i love his he, he absolute distaste for everyone in this serial is just amazing <laughs> one of the blokes in the pub leaves and goes off and tells yes. the master you know that the doctor's there and uh, he goes off to change for the ceremony yeah. So the, the the master also has has learned all about black magic rituals as well, hasn't so, he? So 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 how okay, how does this work then? So so the master has been here for at least a couple of weeks pretending to be the vicar. He's also in that time managed to win enough people over to work out that they would support black magic arts. Yes. Or was there a black magic coven in the village already and he's just latched onto it? We could be overlooking something. We could be overlooking the fact that the original vicar was a black mass type person. Well, could be. That would explain a lot. And Miss Hawthorne just didn't know that. You yeah. know? This Why could be his... Yeah. In much the way the verger could be a residue, a leftover from the original vicar, so could the uh, coven as well. What would, what would have been brilliant, and I know they, they couldn't really do it at this point, but you could do it now, is, is to have this master have been the vicar for 20 years yeah well he's a time lord he could yeah exactly do that. that would be amazing that he's gone you know he's, he's arrived 20 years ago and he's, he's it's the long game isn't it yes he, he spends 20 years building up this vicarage building up all the the links to the people building up the coven that would be amazing but mm. no we're, we're meant to accept all this has come up in a week really yes yeah um, Again, I mean, <coughs> if that has happened all in, in just like a week or a very short amount of time, how does the master recruit people for his coven? Is, has he hypnotised them all? All these people... He doesn't appear to have. Because whenever we see hypnotised people by the master before or afterwards, they're always in a very much a, a, a mesmeric state, aren't they? Yes. They're always just staring. and re- These people don't appear to be that. And he argues with them. Yes. He has to cajole them and argue with them and get them to do stuff. So I don't they're think not they're hypnotized. hypnotized. No, no. All right, well, well, in this black mass that starts, yes. I mean, great care was given not to be too specific and not too accurate. Yes. Uh, the chant, though, that they're doing is genuine, except for the master's. The master's chant, he's actually saying Mary had a little lamb backwards. Yeah. Um, the doctor arrives as, just as I'm that not, why stone... Would they, why were they so worried about not reciting actual black magic rites. I don't Cause know. Because it's bollocks. It's not going to do anything. Well, you Is know, it just to upset... Because it might upset people. Or but turn if they people know, onto it. Yeah. But if people are watching and get upset, they presumably know that that's the correct chance. So, so they're probably into so, it anyway. So they've learned about it already. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, they were just very sensitive back then, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, it was a more innocent age. Yes, indeed. Yeah, no, the Doctor arrives at the Barrow, doesn't he? He yes. goes down into the tunnel, and uh, just as the polystyrene stone is removed, um, and we get a huge wind, the cackling yes. master, and Bok's eyes glow red, and he turns his head, and that's how episode one ends. Yes, yeah. We we also get a very, very Crater Mass in the Pit sound effect, don't we? The The... the, the Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the what you know the that interference I mean. yes. type noise, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, episode two, the transmission has been cut yeah. off. Yes. Yeah, again quite quite massy. We get the 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 news report on the television to say that 
you know it shows things happening and then cuts off and the the mike yates and uh, benton uh, spot this don't they this is what brings them yes to the story proper. well they were watching the rugby weren't yes. they yes yeah. and, and then forgotten they turned over just as that happened i can't see mike yates as a rugby man no no. Although I'm, I, he probably likes watching men play with odd-shaped balls, but that's <laughs> that's not rugby for him. Is it? Yeah. Did you know when the uh, transmission is cut and you have the BBC announcer saying, yeah. you know, we've lost that? That's actually Nicholas Courtney. Is it? Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, everything calms down in the cavern, right? Yes. Now, the Palestinian so, settles. Yeah. yeah. Was that the first summoning? The the, yeah, the master. Yeah. But, I think but so because Azale yeah. hasn't come out, has he? No. Well, we because I'm because yeah, okay. This is another thing that we that doesn't quite follow because we do see in a later episode where he starts to grow. Yes. From the floor because he's he's microscopic, isn't he? He's he's living yes. in that tiny spaceship. Um, so the cold is because he's he's taken energy out to grow, so you get yes. cold. And then when he shrinks back down, he's dispelling energy, so you get the heat. Um, so the cold is him growing. But we do then... I'm presuming he then stomps from the barrow to the, the the church hall, and that's what leaves the footprints that Mike and Benton But what happens when he gets to the hall? Because we don't see him. All we've got is no, box head turning. Yeah, I, th- th- that's what I don't understand, is why no one saw him. Well, he's 30 feet tall yeah. shortly. Um Mike Yates and, and Sergeant Benton are going to see bloody great footprints across yes. the fields. So he's definitely come out of the barrow. Yeah, and they make no mention that he's invisible or has the power of invisibility or anything. No. He's just very... The reason they, he's not visible is when he's small, but when he's big, he's visible. So is he there in that cavern, but just very, very, very small now? Well, he's, he's in the barrow small. Yes. He's not in, he, and he walks to the thing. So, yeah, so he... At what point does he then shrink? Because you don't get a heat wave till later. No. So I don't know. Perhaps he's just wandering about the countryside, enjoying it. But isn't he spotted? Like you say, nobody... He, he's yeah. not invisible. No, right? I, I don't know why people don't spot him. Because this is the next day now, isn't it? Because the doctor's yes. been frozen solid, as has Professor Horner and the TV guy. The doctor's taken to the pub yep. to... You, you know, try and warming up, and you, yeah, you got Mike Yates and Bennett in the helicopter. Yeah, Mike Yates's natty red jacket and yes. red sunglasses. Oh, good lord! Um, and they spot these hoof marks going across the fields. Yes, which is based on the the, the classic folk tale thing of of the Victorian reports, or even earlier, of hoof prints being found going across one of the English guys all bollocks but um, but yes yeah, based on that because I, I can even remember like my dad and brothers and that discussing the hoof prints and that and this was this was this seemed to this serial seemed to stick in people's minds didn't it mm. so I can remember my, my dad and my brother discussing this I don't remember watching it when I was much younger but I'm presuming I must have done because I can remember them discussing it Mm. Well, I, to be fair though, I when I was little, I didn't like scary things, so I would always look away and face the back of the sofa. Right. You know, I would I would lay on the sofa and just face it and listen. So it could well have I could well have watched it and just I'd not taken anything because so I was only listening and trying not to be scared. Hmm. Mm. Um. The doctor. I, I I didn't say, but the doctor. He's in this pub called the Cloven Hoof. Cloven Hoof. Yeah. Pub. 
you know. And um, Benton gets out and he has a wander around, doesn't he? He has a wander around yeah. the village. What's your recce? Because yes, he's that, a man's that, man soldier. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And he, he wanders around the village and you've... It always reminds me, the way the um, churchyard is on a slight hill above yep. the village, when he's walking around, that's very American werewolf in London. Yes, yeah. Because the churchyard, I went to it when I went to Wales a couple of years ago, the, the churchyard seen in American werewolf in London, and it is indeed on a slope like that. Well, ch- churches generally were built on hillsides, weren't they? Because they, they were the beacon to draw you in. So generally they were built on well, hills, yeah. well, my my little tangent I was just about to go off on is our village that we live in. Yeah. The church, a Norman one, is on the top of the hill, right? Yeah. So it overlooks the village. Okay, the churchyard is almost exactly like the one you see here, right? I'll, I'm going to go up and take some photos and I'll put it on Facebook. Yeah. But um, you know, local folklore and everything. There is a local folklore story to our church would you like to oh, hear right. it yeah i would like to hear that it's really actually good. written down it's actually yeah. in in the record books of well if the it's church. written down it must be true well get this right saturday afternoon i think it was it's either 17th or 18th century yeah. in the church there was a congregation in the church a a large spectral ball as in the animal right. ball not a bouncy ball oh right i thought you meant ball as in yeah no nope. rugby comes thundering through the church okay right straight through the church goes to the other end where the altar is and vanishes kills a couple of people in doing so right right and that's in that's in the church records and it's been looked into and people were thinking oh maybe it was ball lightning now the other type ball ball lightning had come in but it, it, it was a sunny day that day there were no thunderstorms or anything like that there's never been an explanation for it I think the the, the, the easiest explanation probably the most likely Occam's Razor it never happened or they were all drunk the congregation no, they could be drunk. drunk but no I mean um, this, this is the this is the whole Bible thing it just because something's written down Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it happens, <laughs> but I quite yeah. like it because you know I'm, I'm still like living the in the village. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a spectral ball that killed a couple of people. Yeah. All we've got in our village is the church and two pubs, right? Yeah. One of the church, well, one of the pubs is called the Black Dog, and you have yeah. lots of legends about ghostly black dogs. And the other one is called the Hoodner's Horse, right? And the image What's of a it, a, a, a Hoodner's Horse is an, a, an, another name for a obios, a hobby horse. Oh, right, okay. So we're back to, you know, maypole dancing and, and yeah. Celtic mythology and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know? I, and yeah. I think this is why, you know, I like watching this one, you know? Yeah, I've, I've yeah got all it's definitely like, yeah, real-world real connections. Yeah. Mm. Um, I like to think, I like, going back to your mystery, I like to think that, that the, the vicar invited two people in, killed them. He wanted rid <laughs> of them. And when, when the, uh, like, the local magistrate turned up, they said, what happened? Well, you're not going to believe this. And you think go, it was the uh, vicar in his seedy verger? I think so, yeah. It could have been the master. Uh, well, it, it, perhaps he misjudged on the TARDIS and he landed in 200 years earlier. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, God, I'm going to have to be vicar for 200 years. That's what turned him evil. Maybe that's what it is. There's yes. only so many bake sales you can go to before <laughs> you become evil. 
I, I'm still reeling at the thought of the master, you know, judging the, you know, the, oh, the, 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 you know, the vegetable growing contest yeah. at the summer fate and stuff like that, and pulling out the raffle numbers. Yeah, Mrs. Perkins, I am the master. You've got a soggy bottom. <laughs> Last place. Yeah, blimey. Yeah. All right, so yeah, Benton's walking around and he hears a noise in the church, and it's Miss Hawthorne. Yeah. Who, Do you know? Just as an aside, sorry to interrupt you again. Um, Listen, the, the thing that annoyed me about this series the most is that weird little label on the back of Benton's jeans. <laughs> What's that about? Oh, I don't know. I'd like to see them in their civvies, though. I do. It makes As a change, appalling as it? Mike Yates' ones are, but it <laughs> yes. is good to see old Benton there <laughs> uh, in, in his hero outfit. You Benton's know? really... He, this is a good serial for Benton, I think. He yeah, you know, no, no. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, he finds Miss Hawthorne, who's been locked up yes. in a box... Yeah, she immediately in the church. Uh, falls for his rugged charms, doesn't she? Yes. Did you know that that cloak that old Damaris is wearing, uh, that, that belonged to her friend uh, Margaret Rutherford? Really? Oh, yeah, that's Margaret course. Rutherford's cloak, that is. Really? Yeah. Now, Bok has gone down in the cavern. Yes. Bok has gone. Everybody calls it a gargoyle, right? Bok the gargoyle. Did you no, a gar- know that... A gargoyle sits on the top of the building. It's like... It's not something. It's not. You wouldn't have a gargoyle in the. No, you wouldn't. Church. You wouldn't. And anyway, that even if he was on top of the church, right? He's not a gargoyle. Did you know that? All all, all the statues you have going around cathedrals and churches yeah. that look like that—they are not gargoyles. They are only gargoyles if they have a water spout coming ah, out right. of their mouths, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, we don't know. We never see. We never see the like a dribbling bock. So. A dribbling bock. Yeah. Now, you, if you see a statue and it hasn't got a, a spout coming out of its mouth, it's it's not a gargoyle. Oh, right. It's called a grotesque. All oh, right. Well, Bok is quite grotesque. What mm. is Bok? Well, what is Bok and how is he animating? I mean, yeah, he's cause, stone cause even, come to life. Yeah, because even uh, I think um, Joe mentioned she goes, he's just he's made out of stone, and the doctor sort of waves it off, doesn't he? But what? Yeah, what is what is an, if, and how is it yeah. animating it? How? Yeah, because because <laughs> Bok moves when the when uh, Azal first appears, we presume in. So is he? If the if the demons can control stone, I mean that's a better power than a lot of the stuff they do. They could just they could just crush people. Or yes, you know, I, yeah. Again, this is this is um, this story is just made up from lots and lots of of stereotypical things in a horror movie in this style of movie, but sort of crowbarred into the Doctor Who scientific yeah. world, isn't it? And it doesn't quite sit. It's brilliant. I love it. But it doesn't quite sit. It's like, you know, if as I had said, you know, Bok is my familiar mm. or something like that, yeah. you know, and ties him in in that way. But or there's even, nothing like that. Yeah, or even say that, you know, have it, have it turn out that he's some sort of android that's been calcified because he's been sat there for however long. Yes, yeah, a monitor or something like that, yeah, that or yeah, wakes some, or yeah. something. He's he's a guardian, keeping an eye on things or something. But, you yeah, could say if he is like in the church and you know Azal, you know, feeds off of negative emotion, that's the best place to put him in a church because you've got funerals and stuff like that. You've got negative yeah. emotions, haven't you? And then Bok somehow siphons that yeah. and directs and keeps, it towards the the, yeah, the he's baron. T- he's topping up their uh, their batteries all the time. Yes. Yeah. Keeping him topped up. That would be good, actually. That's quite a nice little mm, idea. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, no, they find all this black magic stuff, don't they? Oh, they uh, do, yes. Damaris and Benton, and and we have the fight Benton versus yes. the Seedy Verger with the uh, the broken shotgun. I love yes, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is because you, you can hear it crack. Yeah, can't you? Yes. and you can sort of see the actors looking at it and they say, "Yep, carry on." Yeah, carry on. <laughs> Hold it together. Yeah, and Benton he stumbles over that slab, yes. doesn't he? And yeah. he he's got got at. Um, he's, he's beaten up by elementals, according to yes. uh, Miss Hawthorne. Yeah, it's all bright lights and wind outside, yes, isn't it? it and, is. Yeah. And, and the verger runs out, and he's killed by something we don't see, but it's very yeah. tall. Well, it's, so, it's got to be his out, because the, the heat's being generated, because he's shrinking to get in the doorway, presumably to go into the church. Because yeah, Miss Hawthorne sees him, doesn't she? she yes, says, but... At, but when the verger comes out the church, he looks up to about 30 feet yes. high. So yeah. Azal is 30 feet high. But Benton has just been walking around the village. True. And also, we know from when they do a reverse camera angle later on, there's houses literally 10 feet from that wall. Yes. And so nobody why does no one has seen him, yeah. Azal, you know? Yeah. Mm. It would have been it been easier just to make it, have someone say, in his, in his big form, he's invisible or something, wouldn't it? Yeah. But that doesn't happen. All we no. get is a POV of Azal, who yeah. is now shrinking because he goes down into that cavern and he approaches that slab. Presumably, yes. he shrinks down until mini Azal yeah. and climbs he... in a crack or something. Yeah, what's he doing down there in between summonses? Is he just look? Is he wandering around all the fluff? I don't. But if you could find him, I hope he's got right? a book. He yeah, needs if you could some... find him, could you kill him? He, he needs summon him to bring him out to his full size. Yeah. So if you yeah, found him, you could just squash him. him. You yeah. could just squash him. So if the master hadn't bothered summoning it again, would he just be, would he be going, oh, bollocks, I'm stuck in this church, yeah. tiny. It's going to take me thousands of years to walk back to my spaceship. He could just be eaten by a mouse or yeah. something in there. Why do, why do they need summoning? Why don't they control their appearance? I, I think the summoning is meant to focus negative emotion. Oh, right. But... Oh, no, I, no, I don't get it. Um, the Doctor wakes up eventually, yes. and at, that's the same <coughs> point. You've got the heat wall goes up all the yes. way around the um, uh, around the uh, village. Yeah. Bubble, I just got, isn't it? Yeah, I just as I mentioned earlier, I put it in my notes. But don't this serial looks glorious, doesn't it? It looks so high budget with all mm. this location filming. It's stuff we don't really normally see in Doctor Who. Well, they had double the amount of location shooting time. Yes. So that's why so many of the things take place outdoors, because they and had the time to do it. don't it though? Oh, boy, doesn't it? You, you try and think of a lot of the things that they do outside yeah. that if you had done oh, it indoors yeah. or CSO'd it. would have been awful. Yeah. It, it would yeah. have been awful. Yeah, so this bubble goes up and over the village, which immediately reminds me of the Midwich Cuckoos yes. by yep. John Widdham. Yep. We get the same thing. Yep. Yeah, exactly the same thing. Um, and yeah, Miss Hawthorne says she saw the devil thirty feet high. Yep. Um, and and basically, the doctor poo poos it straight away, isn't it? Yeah. Which is well, weird because he knows he later on goes, oh, it's the it's the demons, and they appear like the devil. And so why is he so skeptical? Yeah. He knows he know he knows that aliens exist. He knows that yeah. some aliens look like the devil. So why is he immediately? You're talking rubbish, woman. But also, at this point, Miss Hawthorne says, you know, it's all to do with that vicar, Mr. Magister. Yeah. And that's yeah. when the penny drops. He knows yeah. the master's behind it. But this is a really unusual story because it's five episodes long. But the Doctor doesn't meet the master until about no. halfway through the last episode. Which I, I quite like because I, there's only so many times I can take 
the master having a doctor in his clutches and he gets away or yeah, vice versa. I quite like this that they're almost and I like the fact that the master finds out that the doctor's there before the doctor finds out the master's there. Yeah. Because cause Delgado does that great sort of almost, oh, him again. <laughs> you know. Well, the Doctor and the Joe, they go back to the Barrow, don't they? And, uh, and as they go into the Barrow, you've got Bok, who is now animated, wandering around on top of the Barrow. And that's yep. when they find the landing the giant spaceship buried, don't they? This tiny little spaceship, um, which weighs 750 tonnes, according to the Doctor. I don't yes. know how he's guessed that that must weigh 750 tonnes. And well, he, he starts. No one's. Well, it's, it, this is this is like at the beginning where he goes. He goes just as I thought, or uh, that's what I predicted. No, you didn't. No, you you didn't say anything to anyone. This is the same. Yeah, seven hundred and fifty tons. I I'd love it if Joe would have said, "How do you know? Mm. What are you basing that on, Doctor?" I think maybe what he's the implication I've got is that the Barrow uh, is the size of. The spaceship when it was full size they built a barrow over it right so yeah. the dimensions of the interior of the barrow is the Match size the... of the spaceship so he can guesstimate roughly but that, that how doesn't much make that would a weigh. very big spaceship does it well it depends what it's made out of as well if it's made out of polystyrene yeah. it's not going to yeah. weigh 750 tons is it That's, yeah it's yeah move on <laughs> mm. um so yeah the doctor starts to explain but that's when yes. bot comes in and that's when yes. episode two finishes. And that, well, have, we had, I, I, have we had the? Oh no, it's episode three, isn't it? Yeah, sorry. No, no I was going to say. I said to you the other day. Um, yeah. It it's it always surprises me the end of yeah, episode that, two because yeah. it just just stops, doesn't it? You're so. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't feel because it's so much good stuff's happening. It, it's not like with the Dominators where you're waiting for the end of the episode. Like, come on, come on. Um, and it always catches you unawares. But mm. yeah, the endings are very. You could almost think that this had been filmed as a film and then they just arbitrarily put the end in episode endings in. Because, yeah, Bok just appears and go, cut. It's, yeah. there's, no, there's no, like, lingering reaction shot of Joe going, oh, anything. It's just boom, hard cut. It is a hard cut, mm. very much so. What do you think of Bok? What do you think of the look of him? Um, I like him. I, I do. It's, it's weird. So just before he appears here, when he's wandering about on top of the barrow, he appears over the thing and he does this weird arm thing. Yes. Like, What's he doing? Mm. I don't know. I, it, it very much moves like someone that can't see what they're doing. Yeah. Which is ironic, considering it's played by someone that can't see what he's doing. <coughs> he's a bit leotardy. He's very but, leotardy. It's yeah, a great. But, I've, yeah. I've got how his outfit was made, if you're interested. Yes, that would be good. Yeah, he's got a grey leotard, yeah. uh, which ends in fingerless gloves, um, because that's the actor's real fingers with oh, you, you know, yeah. prosthetic nails on the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was called Stanley Mason, the man who played Bok. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he's got a balaclava on uh, with the mask on top. The wings and tail are attached to a harness. Um, and uh, yeah, his look is—he is based on a well, not a gargoyle, a grotesque at Notre Dame. But that one, the real Bok in Paris, has uh, angel wings. It doesn't have dragon wings like this one. Ah. Hmm. I quite like the sound effect of Bok. Yeah. The yeah, screechy things. Yeah. I think he works quite well. He's quite, quite a, a intimidating presence. I do like. I mean. Again, this is one of those ones where you saw we saw it in photos mm. all the time growing up. Yes. Um, so I don't think the 
the the the the one in the program can't really compare because it it it's it's like the alien, isn't it? It's too too often it turns out oh it's just a man in a suit. It's a man in a suit, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But, but I think it it works. It, it works quite well. <laughs> I'm glad they kept. I'm presuming for budget, but they kept it to like. This is the main antagonist, really, because Azal doesn't really do that much until except yet. shout. Except shout a lot. Yeah, he does a lot of good shouting. Um, so, so it's yeah, I, I I like him as an antagonist, old Bach. I think he's, he he works well. Yeah, he, he's fun. He's yeah. fun. I like the way he's repelled by the Doctor's trowel. It's not very yes. often you see somebody repelled by a trowel, but he does because it's yes. iron, it's isn't iron, it? Yeah, again, quite massy. Yeah, the old yeah. the old enemies of evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an old magical defence plus a yep. Venusian lullaby that the Doctor is yes. chanting. Which which the Doctor also he he uses that Venusian lullaby in um, uh, Monster Paladon and Curse yes. Paladon. Yes, yeah, he? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he should have released that on record, I think. <laughs> um, I'd have bought it. Yeah, or ch- children's you know songs to sing children yeah. to sleep or something like that. Yeah. yeah, the the LP of John Pertwee sings ancient uh, evil songs to ward off demons. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, we got more stock footage this time. It's RAF lightnings. Um, yes, are, are flying along, and oh, I love I love the lightning. What a yeah. great plane! That they they are certainly of an age, aren't they? Yes. I don't think they'll ever go back to that design again. One of the first um, Airfix model kits I ever put together was. Oh, was it English Electric Lightning? Yeah. Okay. All right. They find out the heat barrier goes up and over the village one yes. mile up, don't they? And yep. uh, meanwhile, back in I don't know where they are, but meanwhile, the Doctor fills everybody in about what's going on. Smack in the middle of a sort of lethal mushroom, about ten miles across and a mile high. I can understand that part of it, all right. But can't you explain the wider issues, Doctor? Yes, all right. Joe, Captain Yates, would you mind drawing the curtains? Come on, Joe. Stay your stumps. Now then. All right? Now then. Tell me. Who's that? An Egyptian god, isn't it? Top of the class, Joe. Top of the class. That's right. That's the Egyptian god, Knun. With horns. There's another one. A Hindu demon. With, with horns. Oh. Thank you very much. And our old friend, the horned beast. I don't get it. Probably because I haven't finished, Captain Yates. Oh, sorry, Doctor. <laughs> well, you could go on all day and all night showing his pretty pictures. I mean, horns have been a symbol of power ever since... Ever since man began? Exactly. But why? All right, Captain Yates, Captain Yates. Now, creatures like those have been seen over and over again throughout the history of man. And man has turned them into myths, gods or devils, but they're neither. They are, in fact, creatures from another world. Do you mean like the axons and the cybermen? Precisely. Only far, far older and immeasurably more dangerous. And they came here in spaceships, like that tiny one up at the barrow. That's right. They're daemons from the planet Deimos, which is... 60,000 light-years away on the other side of the galaxy. And they first came to Earth... Nearly 100,000 years ago. I think they're in the pub, aren't they? In... Is it the pub? It's, yeah, I think it's the, set, the same right. set. The Next pub. question. Why... Okay, a pub might have a slide projector, but why have they got slides of, you know, Egyptian gods and Greek gods well, yeah, and so the devil? I get the feeling that that a lot of this must be Miss Hawthorne's books, because she sort of says this is the finest collection of things. 
But, yeah, is it her slide projector? Is it hers? In which case, why not just do it at her house? Yes. If they've literally gone to her house, ransacked it, and brought all the stuff back to the pub, for the shortest ever sort of demo, this is the shortest research scene, because the doctor immediately goes, yeah, I know what it is. I know what they are. Yeah. And I'm very, going to prove my yeah, point by showing you my, pictures. Yeah. Again, very, very quick mass in the pit where he's talking about old friends and yes. like, what have they all got in common? They've all got horns. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and throughout history they've been seen and yes. drawn and made into myths and yeah. gods now, and whereas, devils. Now, Quatermass handled this really, really well in that... It was it was psychic projections by the ship of the demons, and people would see them, you know, and they would see yeah. the, the the little cavemen walking through the hobgoblins, all that sort of thing. Why why do people constantly see the the demons? Because he's been asleep for thousands, probably millions of years. Well, Does he, he wake up every now and again, and people see him? Well, the the the, the doctor says that. A hundred thousand years ago was yes. the first visit, but they've been coming to Earth for thousands of years, right? So they, they, they've been coming to Earth to initially help man yeah. defeat the Neothundrils. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. He, so, so they came to help man to obviously, it's the same again, the Quatermass thing of that they're, they're breeding us, they're helping us. But then he says, they, every every major advancement in mankind was was derived prompted from them. yeah prompted by them. So he mentions the industrial revolution. Yes. So this means that the the demons visited the earth a hundred years ago. Yes. But the guy's been in the barrow, sealed up since the barrow was done, which it, they're saying it's it's um, Neolithic. Yes. So what did they come to earth and go? Well, we're not going to rescue our our cousin, he's under that hill. Also, he's the last of them as well, yeah. isn't he? He is the last of the Daemons from the planet Daemos, as, uh, yes. as as we said at the beginning. And he is the last one, unless he's doing it psychically. Well, that's what I mean. That's the only explanation, isn't it? That he's influencing people psychically. But then he he expresses surprise when they wake him up. Mm. Uh, it, it, yeah, it it feels like it needed another draft. Nigel Neal would not have passed this. No, 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 no. And it's that there's some sort of explanation that it's a big experiment that yes. the, the the demons are doing, and they're almost at the end of it. They've been given mankind, you know, all these uh, evolutionary nudges, yep. and they're almost at the end now. But what was the experiment to do? Mm. Because at the end of it, they they go basically. I'm bored with this now. Uh, do you want to take over, Master? Or do you want to take over, Doctor? Or do you want to take someone take over on board? So, what was the experiment for? Why? Why did they consider it a failure? What were they hoping out of this? A world of sweetness and light? Because the the demons are, or demons are evil. Mm. They're like Sutek, isn't it? The badness is their good. So, wouldn't they look at the Earth and go, "They're fighting amongst themselves. They're killing each other. They've massacred each other. Excellent." Mm. Because the doctor says they're amoral, aren't they? Yeah. They're not evil. They're just amoral. Yeah, they just—they—they've got different morals, haven't they? They're not. They don't subscribe to the. Hmm. This you know, Azal can only come out of the spaceship if he's summoned. Yes. But when he's not being summoned, presumably he can influence man then, psychically, and he can also conjure up winds and scare 
old drunks in the churchyard. Yeah, to death. To death. And all, animate it's all, statues. It's all a bit squalid, really, isn't it? Mm, <laughs> yes. A, for a, a, a being like that. Yeah. Another question is, why has he shrunk himself? Why has he shrunk himself and his ship? I don't know. They don't really explain why he has to shrink himself. Because they say for him, to, for him to shrink and out, it takes huge amounts of power. Stop doing it then. Yes, yeah. You yeah. idiot. Just stay one size and use that power for something else. Charge some quarks, mate. Yeah. And, yeah, he's going to appear three <coughs> times, right? Yes. The third times, he, when he appears for the third times, he'll say what he wants. Yes. And pass judgment. Yeah. But the master, or he, I can't remember, says at the moment he's too small to see. Yeah. So he's, he's microscopic. microscopic. But he wasn't when he came out of the barrel. He could be defeated with a good vacuum cleaner at that point. He could, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have that hilarious scene where the master tries to recruit the villagers. Yes, I love um, that. He tries to win them over. He's got all their dirty laundry, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, he's 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 found out that they're cheating on their accounts and things. Yes, it's yeah, quite yeah. No yeah. level evil for the master, that isn't it? Yeah, do you think he was it's like come to this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you think he was like at the beginning? This guy, I'm going to find out their deepest, darkest secrets. That they're murderers, they're killers. Oh, oh, they're they're cheating on their sweetie shop bill. Oh. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, and he, but it, when they start objecting, um, he uses Bok to reinforce his plans, doesn't he? Yes. He's the muscle. And then he gets Bok to kill, uh, put a mercy killing on Win Stanley. Yes, yeah. Yeah, get rid of him. Yeah. And then we've got an action scene, haven't we, where the Verge is in the helicopter. He's, he's yes. nicked the unit helicopter. Um, I don't know how a Verger knows how to fly a helicopter. but Yeah, because again, he does not appear to be under the Master's control. And how, as how do you hypnotise someone to be able to fly a helicopter? Because mm. if you could, what you wouldn't need flight schools would you you just no. turn up the hypnotist on the front desk says look into my eyes around not where my eyes look in my eyes you can fly 300 yes. quid mate <laughs> crash yeah. yeah so we have a quite a nice little chase haven't we with, we do it's with, nice with, with again um, for doctor who it's uh this this is like a james bond sequence and this is this is big budget action Whoa. well you I say james Bessie. bond i mean the helicopter blowing That's up true yes yeah is an outtake from yeah. From Russia with love, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That's why the tail doesn't look anything like the tail yeah. that you see of the helicopter that they're using. Yeah, hmm. can we? I don't think we've mentioned Bessie much, have we? I love Bessie. Yeah, you are a fan, aren't you? I really like that car. I remember in the um, in about '86, there was a there was one for sale in the uh, the Thames Valley Trader, which was like you know the the auto mag. What an actual um, one an or actual a recreation. Uh, I, I presume from the same because it was a kit car. It wasn't made specially for oh, right. Doctor Who. It was, I think there was at the time there was something like about eight of them. Um, but yeah, one of them was sale. It was done up as the Doctor Who one, and it was um, five thousand pounds. Oh, and I was that it. Well, I was desperately trying to get enough money together, but I didn't. And I thought that would have been brilliant. I'd have loved to tootle about in that. You had a little um, photo op. Next to one that, yes, that's that true. was a yeah, bit tatty, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it, a bit it was run down. It was it was the the actual one from the telly program. It was it ended up at Hangoflin um, exhibition, but it was sort of it, it was left on the front drive there in all weathers, and it yeah it, was, it it's a bit tatty. It was also post when they put the bigger engine in, and it absolutely destroyed the look of it. Oh the, right, 
the bonnet was too long and it it was yeah they, it was a terrible job they did to it um but uh, yeah it was um uh, ford anglia based i think wasn't it oh was it oh, okay yeah. all right well the master summons azal again yes right and episode end th- three ends with the master in danger why does it i love he, that Yes, I love that. I, yeah, well, to have the master in danger yeah, as a cliffhanger is. We, we it, love this character so much that you can put him in danger. Will he? Yeah, will, yeah. Will evil be uh, overcome? That's the cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Um, if he's all he's got to do is summon yeah. him three times, and then on the third time, you know, the master can get what he wants. Why yeah. doesn't he just do three ceremonies one after the other? Why, oh, why is think- there a pause between each one? I think it's because he has to build up negative energy between each one. Uh, and that sort of makes sense because he's, b- before the next one, he has to like threaten the doctor and get the, the villagers oh, to... Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so I think there is a sort of a vague explanation. Um, he's got to get the villagers to be a bit more negative. Right. Okay. Well, the episode four starts with the doctor ordering through the heat barrier to that unit boffin. Yes, uh, Sergeant Osgood. Yes, yeah. Um, I wrote a story about him. It's, it's going to be published in the unit fanual that's coming out soon. Oh, really? Um, yes, uh, I wrote a story about Osgood. I, I like I, the character. I, think I read that um, John Pertwee didn't get on with that actor. Oh, I right. Don't, I don't know why, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, he's got to build this thing, and the boffin is saying, no, it can't be yeah. done, that's impossible. And, and John Pertwee's like, no, just do what I say. Um, and then we get this really odd shot where the master, master is talking between some legs. Yes. You've got some giant legs with Roger Delgado placed just yeah. between them. Yeah. Look, looking up at the, uh, the, the uh, Damon Tain. Yeah. Well, now, we haven't seen Azal yet. All we've got no. is the back of his knees. And his, 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 slight, his slightly wrinkly stockings as well, isn't Yes, it? yeah, you can see the wrinkles. And, and in a very shouty voice, he knows yeah. that the Master and the Doctor are not of the planet. Yes, this is Steve, the great Stephen Thorne. Yeah, the voice like of Omega, voice. isn't it? Yeah, he's wonderful, wonderful voice. Yes, yeah. Um, and he, but he wants to see the Doctor. Yes. Before he'll, he'll give the master what he wants, he wants to see the doctor, and he's only going to appear one more time. And that's when he says that he's the last of the daemons. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know how he knows that. No, sure. I don't. The next bit is a bit I always remember, which is the May Day celebrations. Yes. Where the Do doctor remember, wanders you, in. You, you must remember them from your youth. We used, used to have them at school. The yeah. Okay, yeah, you used to do it at school, at May Day celebrations. And if you were picked to do the, 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 the pole dance... I said yes. it's different now. You're <laughs> different types of pole dancers. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a, what a weird upbringing we yes. had. Yeah, Morris dancers. Well, uh, you still get them. You, you do you, actually. Yeah. You you do you do. Um, yeah, I, atrociously bad ADR when you know the doctors. Um, you know. Dubbing on John yeah. who's having a dub on. What's that? Don't, that don't. Yeah, he's caught, isn't he? And he's taken yes. to the maypole and he's tied up in the ribbons, and and he's saved by Miss Hawthorne, who says, "Don't you know who he is? This is yeah. what is it? Quai Qui Quad? Quai Qui Quad? Something like that? Yeah. Yeah, they're all all three of them are Latin words for who. Ah. And I I, I find See, it interesting. That's his name. Yeah, yeah, but Miss Hawthorne somehow knows it. 
you know? I reckon he, uh, there's a scene we didn't see where he introduced himself properly to her. Mm. So now, this doesn't, make, this doesn't make much sense because she says he's a great wizard and yep. they don't believe her. And uh, she says, all right, quad, smash that street lamp, right? Yep. Which does. So Benton, who's got a silencer on his pistol... On his P-38, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that gun. He must be close enough to hear and figure out what's yeah. going on. Unless Miss Hawthorne has said, I'm going to point at the street lamp, you shoot it. I'm going to point at the weathercock, you shoot it. Yeah. Because if he's close enough to hear her, they're close enough to hear a silence gun. Silencers don't work like the movies think they do. No. They don't completely silence a gun. They're incredibly... that They throw off the aim. They're not very accurate, oh, a gun with yeah. a silencer, yeah. are they? You know, so I... I don't think Benton would have hit that street lamp or the weathercock no. on the um, on the church. No, it's a lovely. I must admit, it's a lovely sequence, and this is a sequence that I remember reading many, many times over in the novelisation. All right, I love this little bit. I would read it all the time, just over and over again. All right, and Not, then Bessie. Quite live up to it at the time. No, 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 no. And then we've got Bessie, haven't we, driving yeah. around by itself, yeah. and the the superstitious locals are taken in by it, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, we've got we've got this this amazingly handy and useful device that 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 the Doctor puts into Bessie for this episode, and never uses in any other no, episode. No, no, it'd be handy. But it works, you know, because does, the, yep. because these are locals, you know, local yokels, yokels and superstitious. It's American Werewolf yep. in London again, it is, isn't yeah. it? You know, it's totally American Werewolf in London. Um, the master ha- has summoned a CSO, Azal, hasn't he? Yes. You yep. see him now, <coughs> um, and uh, he always reminds me when you see him. Th- this is the end of episode four, where you see his face for the first time. The way he his lips are. Don't half remind me of Freddie Mercury. Really? Yeah, not the teeth, but <laughs> the lips uh, is very Freddie Mercury. Um, the teeth, the teeth always remind me of the teeth that they, uh, the the two monsters Oddbod and that wear in uh, yes. Carry On Screaming. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's got a folk horror in it as well. That You've is, got superstitious yeah, folk yeah. And, and, yeah. and a pub and stuff like that. Um, so episode five, Joe is taken because, of course, she's going yep. to be sacrificed. She gets put in an awful I, uh, robe. I, I'm not entirely sure the master's uh, on the right track there, thinking that Joe's a virgin. No, 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 no. Mike Yates, yes. Mike Yates, I think, yeah. That would have been funny <laughs> if they'd said, we need to sacrifice the virgin. Not the blonde one. No, the one in the lovely jeans. You just see Mike yeah. Yates looking very nervous yeah, all of a sudden. Yeah, he does that collar thing, goes, Yeah, I really don't like Mike Yates. He's um, it's really weird because I've seen, I've seen the guy in real life and I've seen him in interviews now, and he's such a lovely fella and he his character's really nice, but when he t- when he's playing as Mike Yates, he's repulsive. Mm. Yeah. So weird. He he's very smarmy, mm. isn't he? Yeah, smarmy. Yeah. I mean, if he was if he was asked to act it that way, then fair dues, he's a good actor. Yes. Yeah, he's not not likable, not like good old no. old Sergeant Ben. No, indeed. Yeah. Um. The doctor says that he's a scientist, as is the yep. master. And the master is channeling negative emotions to summon Azal. Yep. And the master is going to sacrifice Joe to get the ultimate power from Azal. He will be almost on par with Azal in, in power, isn't he? Yeah, he's going he's to have a big old stock of negative energy. So these, these daemons... 
right, from Deimos are incredibly dangerous. I mean, you, you know, Benton earlier said, oh, are they like the Axons and the Cybermen? And he says, infinitely more dangerous. So that's a galactic threat, threat these Daemons. Yes. Unless, yeah, Azal here is the last of his kind, and not just the last one left on Earth. I think, yeah, I, I presume it is the last of his kind. No matter Ending what up the comic on Earth. strips tell us later. But, right. uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know now. You made me wonder. Does he mean he's the last on Earth or the last of his kind? Don't, doesn't the Doctor say he's the last of his kind? No, he says that he's the last. Oh, he is. Oh, the right. last of the daemons. But he doesn't say in the galaxy or just on Earth. It would be know. interesting if, if he said, I am the last of the daemons, and another one appears, and the Doctor goes, you said you were the last. He goes, yeah, <laughs> daemon's my name. That's Stuart. Yeah. Right. All right. So she's she's going to be sacrificed, isn't she? Yes. Right. Meanwhile, Bok is outside protecting the church, right? Yeah. To stop, stop anyone yep. going in. Um, there is a member of the coven, right, saying this isn't right. We shouldn't be doing this, right? Do you know who that is? Uh, right. As a character, or an actor. As an actor, you can't see him because he's wearing the coven garb. Um, this is a bit of a surprise. No, I don't know. It's Matthew Corbett. Is it? Yeah. I I want to see Sooty in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, Sooty? You can't murder the innocent. No, what you need is, is, is a Zao to shrink down to the size of Sooty and Sweep and oh, appear on that show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I, I, I want to... Because, you know what? Sweep always reminds me of the Delgado Master for some reason. So I that would be brilliant. <laughs> if they if the master was in league with Sweep. Ah, there's Why? a whole there's a whole story. Hang in on here, a second. Right? What do you mean he reminds you of the master? Because he's he's a he's an he's a naughty little dog is sweep. He's always he's always conniving and tricking and but you can't help but like him. He d- he never he tries hypnotizing anyone. We did with me. But that was a different story. Um well, no, he doesn't hypnotise people. He doesn't dress in black. But don't you think he's the, the master's got very similar personality to Sweep? Well, he, he's mischievous and naughty. Yeah, yeah, mischievous, yes. yeah. All right, so does that make, make Sooty the doctor, then? Sooty is the doctor. Um, yeah. Bit of a do-gooder. And he's got and, a magic wand. And Sue is Romana. Yeah, yeah, Sue is the companion. Or Joe Grant, yes. Yeah. Joe Grant. And uh, Matthew Corbett is Yates. Yes, <laughs> Yeah, All right, you, so you, you wouldn't leave your kids alone. With that's thrown me somewhat. That has, uh, yeah. The, Sorry. Yeah, the, the the doctor's gadget works, doesn't it? It, it blows it does, a gap yes. in the wall, and yes, um, we get a lovely tinsel gateway. It's a tinsel gateway yeah. and Vaseline on the yeah, lens. Yeah, that works yes. so much better on VHS than it does on DVD. Yeah, HD now. Yeah, 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 yeah like, it's like, I can see what they're doing, and you know, full effort. Yeah, for it's trying. like it's like when I. Um, I first watched um, Jason and the Argonauts on DVD, and you realise the Golden Fleece is just tinsel. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Somehow, Bok and Azale feel that the wall has been damaged, right? Um, I don't know. Is that because because, uh, Azale is using his power continuously to generate that force field? I guess so. And having a hole in it has given him a bit of a headache. Yeah, yeah. And Bok... Um, um, the Doctor finally meets the Master down in that cavern. Yep. And meanwhile, upstairs, we have the classic Brigadier moment, don't we? Yes. 
yeah, the Brigadier line that uh, forever will go down and be used yeah. in thousands and thousands of fan stories. Good endlessly. old Private Jenkins. Yeah. Five rounds rapid. Yes. Yeah. Um, which of um, at least he fires five rounds. He does. He does. That's yeah. something. Now the next bit, you've got an awful lot of. I was going to say talking, but yeah, the Doctor talks, but Azal just shouts, doesn't he? Yes. Um, yeah, he's, he's quite a shouty man, isn't he, Azal? Yeah, and I like the way the Doctor just says, "Look, just go, just go. Yeah. You don't need to be on this planet anymore. Yeah, go back in your tiny to. little spaceship, and off you go." You know, which he could do, couldn't he? If he is the last of the Daemons, what? What skin off his nose is it? That? No, I don't know. Yeah. He says, you've done enough. You've educated man. Yeah. Just clear off. And, uh, yeah, he, he wants to pass his power, yeah. not to the master, but to the doctor. Yeah. And, and the doctor's rather appalled at the prospect, isn't he? You know? Yeah, because the doctor doesn't want to be in charge. No. He no. knows that ultimate power corrupts ultimately. Why does the, why does the Damon want to pass his power? Is he just one of those, like... Uh, Jobsworth type that he's, you know, he's got to leave someone in charge of the shop. I don't know. Um, but what happens if he passes his power yeah. to the master? Because then he changes his mind again. <laughs> he's going to give it to the master. Um, but that, does his power go? Or does well, he share so. it? Or what? Because cause, uh, does that mean then that, so he goes, okay, master, here's all my power. And the master goes, right, I'm going to kill you now. And he goes, oh, poo. Yes. Didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What what is the 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 Damon's ultimate plan? Is he committing suicide anyway? Is he like, oh, I've had enough. I'm just. I off don't. Now. I don't understand so much about this. I mean, no. if he imparts the power to the master and he goes back to his tiny little spaceship, yep. right? He shrinks down. I still don't understand. <laughs> can you imagine a, a, the shot of the spaceship taking off and leaving on a bit of string? Yes, that, I, can, I can actually. Picture that, yeah. <laughs> yes, I can. I don't. I don't understand. We never asked this question. Why is, is the ship shrunk at the beginning anyway? I don't know. I don't know why he keeps shrinking himself. I don't know what he's getting out of it. No, I don't understand. Unless, unless that is their actual size. And they're not what, the shrunk. 30 feet tall? No, no. They're, oh. they're tiny. They're microscopic creatures, and they have to make themselves big so that they can interact yeah. with... The, the macro world could there was they an out, be there could was they an, be something like the virus you know? yeah there was an outer limits like that wasn't it where there were little was, spaceships yes, and, right. and they were like action man sized aliens yeah. weren't they yeah they, they sort of miscalculated size or something yes yeah but anyway he changes his mind he's going to give it to the master anyway but first of all he's going to kill the doctor yeah and he he shoots the doctor once with a bit of lightning doesn't he and he goes to do it again and Joe says no 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 don't kill him kill me instead yeah um, a, this is meant to be an all-powerful being, but he has to take two shots. Mm-hmm. So does that mean the Doctor's actually more powerful than Azal? Or is the fact that the Brigadier has messed up the... Oh, he, he might be weakened. He yeah. might be we- weakened. I don't know. But uh, And then the second bit is, yeah, so so Joe Joe does a bit of a Kirk on him, doesn't she? She um, she discombobulates him by making offering the ultimate sacrifice. Which, but why, yeah, why is that? Why does that confuse? Is that never? No one's ever sacrificed. This is what anything. I was just about to say. He has been around since yeah. man began. You know, he he was there to, um, you know, <coughs> overcome the help him overcome the um, 
you know, neothundrial man. So yeah. he must have at some point realised, um, you know, that there is such a thing called compassion. Yeah, well, the church above him is based on the idea of martyrs. Mm. The whole Christian church is based on the idea of, of someone sacrificing themselves for humanity. Yes. So, and he's, so all the time he was in, he'd, he'd never come across this? Mm. It doesn't work, does no, it? Doesn't it doesn't work, work at all. Um, and it doesn't compute. And he starts throwing no. a wobbly just he because does. of that. Rather than going, that's a bit weird, isn't it? No, yeah. it, it totally throws him off. Yes, yeah. Um, and Bock, because of that, turns back into a statue. He sits yep. down and, you know, puts his uh, Which sort of, uh, if, if he is totally being controlled by Azal psychically, then the link's broken. That sort of makes sense, but it, again, raises questions about earlier. But. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently that statue of Bock the actual, you know, the hero yeah. one, uh, John Pertwee took home with him as a garden oh. ornament. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a polystyrene one that they blow up, isn't there? Yes. Earlier with Benton. Yeah, a, a, quite a crude yeah. one. Oh, yeah, it doesn't look good. Yes, yeah. Um, and uh, and that's it. The church blows up. Yeah. Yeah, church blows up. This is another This is another um, story that's always... This is the, the escalating... Uh, story like the sea devil submarine isn't it where it goes from that was quite a nice model effect right up to where it was they were at conventions they would always say we got hundreds of complaints from people that actually thought, thought we'd blown we would up blow a up church. a church mm. no you didn't no no you didn't no 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 no, no. <laughs> it's a nice shot but no you didn't <laughs> yeah yeah so and that's it as ours um gone yeah as ours gone uh, yeah. We get we get the little uh, end scene where they capture the master. Yeah, but before um, that, we've yeah. got that line, you know, which I've seen on many a program, you know, when they're talking about sexism in Doctor Who, when he, he says to Joe, why don't you go yeah. and get out of that ridiculous, ridiculous garb? And she goes, okay, she goes. I, I like to think that he was actually talking to Yates, who was stood behind her. <laughs> well, he had his sunglasses I, and jacket yeah. on. He did. He goes. He goes. My dear, why don't you go out and get those ridiculous scarves? She goes. I will. And he goes. Not you. Yates. Look at it. <laughs> Him. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're not meant to be in 1973. This is a future, don't you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. We get. We get that scene where he sends her off. Um, but then, yeah. Then, then we get the the master capture scene. And my issue with this is that we've literally had a major plot point that tells us what an amazing shot Sergeant Benton is. Yes. He and, then but can't not now. Hit, yeah, he then can't hit a man twelve feet away in a bright yellow car. No oh dear. No, yeah. it, it is poor, isn't it? You know. It is. Yeah. Although I do, my I love that final shot. Uh, well, the second final shot of the master where he drives in and he just puts his hands up and he looks so pissed off. Yes, he does. That's amazing. Does. And then then uh, uh, Brigadier says, uh, "Clear, clear up, Benton." And, get rid of him and then they drive off with like 12 unit people in the back of that in truck the back, all pointing yeah. rifles and standing at him. up yeah. <laughs> and yeah uh, and the locals boo as he goes out what, yeah. what was the idea there were they going to end up driving they should have had a shot of them driving down the motorway with just the master stood <laughs> up with flies hitting him because he's off to <laughs> the to the navy base now isn't yeah, he that, that, that yeah he, we next see him in the sea devils which we've yeah. already covered yeah all right 
But, um, yeah, yeah, you know, we were bemoaning last time, you know, about what a slog and how, how, how much effort it took to get through the Dominators. But each one of these episodes just flies by, I Flies think. by. And, and we've, we've had a lot of fun taking the mickey out of it, Andrew. But it has to be said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, it's really good fun, yeah, isn't it? it's good fun. It doesn't make a lick of sense, and I don't think it needs to. Um, well, we never thought yeah. about it in the way yeah. we think about it now, you know? I... Uh, I rewatched the other the other Sunday. I I rewatched the first episode of Monkey, mm. um, and uh, it makes no sense whatsoever at all. Thoroughly enjoyed it, and this yeah. is the same sort of vein I think of. Of this is my childhood. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah there's that, that. It's fun and it's nostalgia wrapped up yeah, together, yeah, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. yeah. And I I think it is. It is. It is probably. This is the pinnacle of the unit years. Not the pinnacle of the Pertwee years, but I think it's probably the pinnacle of the unit years as they're remembered, isn't it? This mm, is... Yeah. The, it, it, it never quite felt as cosy as this. No. Again. No. Okay. All right. Um, we can do something that we couldn't do last time because we were on the, another planet, but we, we have our Earth date thing. Yeah. Don't we? So this, this is interesting. So um, cause it's meant to be set in the future, isn't it? Yes. Uh, but... It, at the scene at the beginning where they're watching the rugby match, on top of the TV are three uh, uh, yellow pages, or mm-hmm. the 1970s equivalent. And one of them, I, it's really hard to see, but one of them looks like it says 1973. Oh, which really? Would make, which would make sense for the time it was filmed, because phone books were always dated, like annual was a year ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know whether it is or not, or whether I'm reading into it, but it certainly looks... I was closely trying to look at it on the 4k tv but even on the dvd the uh, because this is a a, a compiled um edition out of yes. the u.s version and the you know the u.s color and the british black and white um so it's quite fuzzy it's not the best looking transfer but yeah and that would make sense but it's not meant to be 73 is it this no is... well shall we just say mid 70s yeah i reckon yeah mid sort of 76, 77, I reckon. All right, 76, 77. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, it was filmed in Wiltshire. Yes, um, in Old Barn. Yeah, and some of the people the... have got West Country accents. Yeah, that's because they're locals, they are. Ah, but the other thing is, you know, the Matthew Hopkins thing, East Anglia, yeah. the, the, the accent in, like, Norfolk sounds very much like West Country. So it could yeah, be up there yeah, as well. It could be, yeah. First time I went to Norfolk, and uh, it's like, God, there's a lot of people on holiday from the West Country. I didn't realise that the accent sounds very much like a Cornish accent. You know? Right. Hmm. Okay. Um, is Azal Daimar man or not? What do you reckon in, on him for a design? Um, I, I, I mean, he's, he's a classic devil design, isn't he? Oh, they, um, that, I, that, 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 they yeah. haven't altered it in any way. It is the devil, no, isn't it's it? It's the devil, yeah. Cloven hoofs. Um, appallingly nipple-out bare chest. <laughs> it's just, just like, oh dear. Um, the mask is good. Yeah, I, I like this as a design. I, like, I think he's, this is a classic, a classic design for Doctor Who. It's not the most... Um, you're not, not the most in-depth design, but it's, it's good. It does the job. It works. Other than his wrinkly stockings, yes. but that's more on presentation. Um, yeah, so I would, I would, I reckon, uh, I, I, I want to go eight, but I'm also tempted to go seven and a half. No, I'm going to go eight. Stuff eight. Up. All right. 
Well, I've, I've only given it a, a five. Oh, wow. Which is just average because yeah. it's not very hooey to me. It's not very Doctor no, well, Hooey. It's not, yeah, it's not... It, it's not overly designed, is it? This is just the devil. Hmm. Yeah. All right. But what about Bok? Bok. For design. Uh, for design. I get, I'm sure there's an image somewhere of the original s- sketch for Bok. I think that the Bok's quite a nice little grotesque... Mm. Well, I don't see. I remember it. I, yeah. I take things in. Thank you. Um, I'd I'd go seven. I think for Bok. That's what I've got as well. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that's a seven. But the effectiveness uh, of see, Azal. Yeah. See the. I think Azal. It comes down because he he's usually in a appalling CSO. Yeah. Which doesn't help. Uh, he's got wrinkly stockings. And the shouty voice yeah. all the time as yes, well. Yes. He's, he's shouting all the time. His logic isn't really there. He doesn't. He's not a logical being. Um, and also, while the mask looks amazing in photos, as soon as you see it moving, it's it's not a great mask. Um, I, I I'm going to go down. I I'm I'm going to go with your original on this on the five because he is decidedly average All right. in execution. Well, I dropped a point down to four. Yeah. For everything that you've just yeah. said. All right. So he gets a four and a half. Right. How effective was Bok? Though, <laughs> when he's when he's sort of still or just moving slightly, I think he works really well. But when he's actually hopping about and running, he's about, almost skipping at some point, yeah, isn't he? It, it, and like I say, it it looks horrendous. He moves like someone that can't see what they're doing, mm. and you get it's very hesitant movement. So I I think this drops down to a four for me for Buck. He's not right. not the most convincing. I've dropped him down to a five like and a face. half. Yeah. All right, so I put five and a half. So the average of that then is he's got four point seven five. All right. Okay. So he's actually more effective than Azal. Mm. All right, so I've I've definitely got to get my calculator out now. So <laughs> the final score for, uh, for Azal is. Talk amongst yourself, Ian. Uh, That's all right. That's all right. Uh, five and a half. Azal's. Adversary rating is five and a five half. And a half. All right. Anyone? Who's he? Oh, he's sharing a caravan. Yeah. Um, you've you've kind of mentioned them earlier on with the oh. board. Oh right. That's a party and a half going on there. Yeah, but it, has it got to be, you know, just a board-sized caravan because Azal is tiny, and lives I... down a crack in the settee, <laughs> yeah. or has it got to be a thirty-foot tall? Caravan. Well, if he if he if he's small, he's in trouble because those Vord flappers on their feet, mm. he's going to get tromped, any. Um, I like to think of the Vord looking up at him with the caravan roof just completely trashed, and and Azal going, "Oh, sorry." Yes. <laughs> I only wanted to use the chemical lav. <laughs> oh. All right. So that was Azal. That's where he is. I'm just going to do the maths for box. So we've got seven plus. 4.75 divided by 2 equals 5.875. So if we say that's 5.9. Yep. All right. 5.9 for Bok. And he... There, we've already got a 5.9. Oh. Yeah. Uh, again, that? another caravan with just one inhabitant. Uh, the ancient one Hemavore. Oh, right. 
and Bok will be living probably, together. They'll probably get on. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Well, Bok, <laughs> you know, if he's not being animated, he can just be uh, an ornament outside yeah. the Hemovore's caravan. The sit on the roof. Could, yeah, or could use him as inside as a hat stand. Could indeed. Coat yeah. rack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, behind the scenes... Now, I don't know if you agree with this, but I've seen mention that this plot bears some similarity to a plot from Star Trek, right? Which is Who Mourns for Adonai, or Adonis. Uh, uh, That's that's tenuous. So so in that story, uh, the Greek god Apollo, Mm. uh, they, they go down to a planet that that looks like ancient Greece, the god Apollo is living there. Um, and he does make himself, at one point, make himself huge and then make himself yes. small. But that, literally, that's the... I've I seen that, and the, the fact yeah. that you've got a force field and Kirk is trapped inside the force field and the yeah. Enterprise is outside and can't yeah. get I to I think him. that's that's tenuous. I think that's coincidental. Vague, what? Yeah, vague... Yeah, I don't think they... they I mean... I suppose realistically, you know, Barry Letts could have could have just looked and been watching that episode mm. the week before, but I think you're pushing it there. Yeah, it is. I think it that, is that goes into the realms of, of, you know, humans like to see patterns in things. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, part of um, the, this story, uh, the part in episode four where um, Mike Yates is talking to Joe Grant... That yeah. started life as an audition scene for Katie Manning. Oh, yes, I had heard that, yeah, that they reused the audition scene. Yeah, and, um, and, 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 and that was put in because, yeah, it's an audition scene because it's a scene where you have to convey different emotions yeah. in one scene, you see. And, yeah, it was incorporated into uh, the Damons, right? Um, now, Barry Letts wanted to write for the show, and he, he, he yeah. thought... Doing a one on black magic w- would be interesting and a bit different. Um, although Ter- Terence Dix was a bit worried, thinking that people might f- find it Satanist. Yeah. Um, so that's when it was reworked as strictly scientific, as scientific with occult themes. Yeah, because also at this point in the show's history, so most of classic who, there's no such thing as magic. You know, it's everything is scientific explanation. I wonder if back then the, the 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 opposite was more prevalent, you know? What do you mean? That you know, people actually did think that you know. Oh. Yeah, by I, by yeah. by by just by just presenting on television, you know, a black mass, you might be conjuring up evil. Yeah, et cetera, I, et cetera. I mean, people still think it. Yeah, I I like to think that most people in the UK uh, uh, have grown out of all that childish nonsense but i mean you you watch it now on american like youtube reality stuff and and occasionally people will get out ouija boards and, that, and the presenters will know i'm not doing that mm. no it opens it. It's, uh, yeah I, I i i still i think it's more it was more prevalent then i mean certainly um church attendance was much much higher in the 70s yes yeah um, i mean luckily my parents never did um but yeah, I, I do believe people believe that then, and it was. I do think there's probably an element of not necessarily thinking that if you do that, it will, you know, it will summon the demon. Because if they did summon the devil, they could have at least filmed him and had a better looking creature. Yes, yes. <laughs> but I do think there's probably the 
they at that point they really didn't want to to upset Mary Whitehouse, did they? It was, That's what it is. They didn't yeah. want complaints. Yes, I think, I think yeah. so. More more than the worry that that it's actually there's anything in it and it's true or anything like that. I just think they probably didn't want to have mm. any more complaints. Yeah, they didn't want to be yeah you, you know shown in a bad light in the media, yeah. did they? Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Barry Letts wanted to write it, although he didn't have enough time to write it. And that's when, you know, a friend of his wife's called Robert Sloman, uh, who was a playwright and journalist, uh, helped him out on the script. And uh, But the BBC at that time, they didn't like the idea of production staff writing for, the, for, no. for, for its own series. So that's when they come up with a pseudonym, Guy Leopold. Who, well, it's a, on it. Yeah, un- unlike today when the showrunners very often write most of the episodes. Yeah, back then it was a BBC policy that to to avoid um, like corruption charges and things like that. You, you know, script editors weren't meant to write their own. They were only I think script editors were only allowed to write one series or one one story per season. Mm. Uh, but producers were not meant to. You know, you're hired as a producer. You're not hired as a writer. Mm. Stop that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there is a if 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 you ever want to um, listen to it, there's a quite a, a chunk on the making of the Damons on the Barry Letts Who and I, I think it's called, mm-hmm. um, or it's it's in his autobiography. But he also does a, an audio version of it where he read it, and it's really good if you want to get a, a feel for the character of Barry Letts and what a sort of a, an erudite man he was. It's mm. really good. Mm. Um, I said earlier, you know, that originally it was all going to happen in a church. Yeah. Um, but that, that that they were worried that it might upset re- religious viewers, so that's when they reset it in a crypt, um, and then revised again to be a cavern. Um, yep. And then, much to director Christopher Barry's amazement, uh, no mention of God was allowed to be made in the dialogue, in case that was considered to be blasphemous. Blasphemous, yeah. Although you could say the devil, but you couldn't say God. Yeah, mm. but it's it's weird that they didn't think dressing the master up in a dog collar was was blasphemous. That's not blasphemous. No, no. no. Mm. Um, yeah, and Christopher Barry. Yeah, he was the second ever uh, Doctor Who director. He's the one who directed yes. the Daleks, wasn't he? Um, he was. Yeah, he's he's um, Christopher Barry is a good director. I think. Yeah, he he considered his uh, career with Who over. He didn't really want to come back. Um, he, he wanted to do more, you know, you know, regular uh, yeah. work. Um, but he liked the script due to it being a rural setting. Plus, he was interested in archaeology, so that's what got him in. Oh, right. um, yeah, all the roads where you see, you know, the um, helicopter chasing Bessie, and also the um, the road where they get lost and the yeah. signpost turns around. That, <coughs> that that's actually on an airstrip uh, on an airfield in Berkshire. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, when the filming began, okay, uh, it was sunny weather for the first week, but then they, they had unex, uh, unexpected snow in the second week, which caused continuity problems and delayed uh, filming because they each day they had to go and wash the snow away, <laughs> you know, for continuity. Um, but yeah, Oldbourne, you said you've driven through it. Yeah, so, so um, it used to be pretty much on the way driving from Oxford to um, uh, Longley mm-hmm. so if we ever went to Longley you could drive through Oldbourne we never stopped or used the pub or anything like that should have done you should have yeah yeah. yeah. I, I think this year there was going to be a return 
there was to yes, Devil's yeah. End, wasn't it? But COVID got rid of that. Well, um, I mean, it's it's quite a popular sort of location for. I mean, I think there was a Return to Devil's End VHS, wasn't there? Where yeah, they there was. Yeah, I remember that being quite good. Um, and then there, there's been a couple of conventions where it's like a day at Devil's End. I'm sure you get like day that, trippers yeah. going there as well. I'm, yeah. I'm sure the locals look out the window, they see someone in a scarf, and it's like, oh, oh they're back again. Ching. Yeah, yeah, ching, yeah. Ching. Do you want to yeah. buy this? It was the actual seat sat on by John Pertwee. And you've got um, a whole shed the, load of them in yeah. out back, yeah. Oh, it's a shame you haven't got more. It's okay, I'll, I'll do your 10-pack. Um, evidently, the, the, the Cloven Hoof uh, uh, pub sign hung up in that pub for a long time, didn't it? It did, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was a shame when I went to, um, you know, the location for the village in American Wealth in London yep. that it's not a pub. It's just a private residence. Everything uh, looks exactly the same. It's in the same. middle of nowhere. It's, it, it, it's not far from you, actually. Uh, right. It's in uh, Snowdonia. Um, oh. And, uh, yeah, but it's, it's literally a crossroads in the middle of nowhere. There, there, there is no pub. There's no, there's no it, it, it's just like a tiny little farm in Hamlet. We should we on should the do side a, of hill. a Snowdonia visit where we visit that and the, the Yeti. Yes, yeah. Well, well yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. The, yeah, uh, the Kyber Pass from Carry On film. Because yeah. I yeah I thought you know where where you know uh, the slaughtered lamb was yeah. uh, done is, is a private residence. I'd like to buy that and turn it into a pub called the Slaughtered Lamb for the time when you do get you know. American Werewolf in London fans yeah. come along. Would you get? Would you get? I don't think you get too many. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I think you make more money having the yeah. Cloven Hoof pub in all. Yeah, I think wouldn't so. You? Yeah. yeah, you know, especially if you did it up exactly the same. You've got the old goat's head on the wall and stuff. You know. Yeah, I think I think you would attract a lot of Doctor uh, Who fans. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I've said about the helicopter blowing up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Terence Dix. He didn't like the line about chap with the wings there five rounds rapid uh, he didn't like it and he wanted it cut out but uh, it was reinstated at Barry Letts' yeah. request isn't this a good line what, what was his um, he just thought it was, was a bit silly oh, right. you know I, it's a classic I mean that, <laughs> I that sums brilliant. the brigadier yeah. up you know yeah. that's, his, that's his answer isn't it yeah shoot the bugger yeah. yeah I really don't believe what you said earlier you know people actually thought they the BBC could afford to yeah. blow a church up let alone um, you know, getting permission to blow a church yep. up, but afford to blow up a real church. Well, it's, but like I say, it's a, it, it's a nice effect, but it's not at all convincing. It looks like exactly what it is, a model being blown up. It's, well, um, it's not even a model, it's a photo. Well, a photo yes. being blown up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, you can see how, again, that that gets blown up, can't you, over time. That becomes a convention story. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but it's a nice-looking church. It is. It is. Uh, the symbols on the collar of the master's ceremonial robe yeah. are from the 16th century occult alphabet. Oh. No, no, known what do as they spell out? The ban. From left to right, they translate to master. <laughs> That's, I love that. That's that someone's gone to that level of detail. Yes. Yep. Yep. I salute them. Yeah. That's, that's my, my sort of uh, bit of trivia. That. That's brilliant. Yep. And... Finally, I've got some lengthy quotes from Peter Day, who was one of the visual effects guys, <coughs> on how they did all this. All mm. right. So, as I say, quite lengthy quotes. Um, so, here we go. This is Peter Day talking about the heat barrier. Okay, how they did that. You alluded to it earlier, the tinsel thing. 
Yeah. He, he says, to rig up the heat barrier, we fixed a semicircular metal frame from one side of the road to the other. Onto this, we fixed shredded silver reflective plastic, similar to the tinsel, haha, <laughs> similar to the tinsel used yeah. in Christmas decorations. We placed a sheet of glass between the camera and the heat barrier and smeared the glass with Vaseline along the line of the metal <sighs> frame. Yeah. The result when viewed through the camera was an angry haze caused by the plastic moving in the wind. Yeah, I think it's a nice effect. Like I say, it works better on VHS. What's really nice about that whole sequence is the fact that they blow up an old van. Yes. You know, that's that's some again something you don't really see that often on That that's got British to be television. have been a, a knackered van yeah, for them I'll to do to that. You. Yes, yeah. Um, next thing, it, he says it was quite a challenge to produce rocks that exploded on contact with the heat barrier. Yeah. We had to secrete complicated work. <laughs> right. We had to secrete complicated workings in a very small package, right? This is the complicated workings, right? Within the cardboard rocks, we secured a colored explosive charge and a small battery. I used two drawing pins as conductive contacts separated by a plastic peg, which were wired back to the terminals of the detonating battery. Each rock's peg was attached to a thin nylon line, the length of which was determined by the distance between the barrier and the person throwing the rock. As the rock was thrown, the nylon line tightened, the peg pulled out, and the rock exploded, right? So the complicated workings are two drawing pins and a and a clothes peg, which for the BBC at the time that was quite complicated. I, I mean, guess so. It's yes, it's ingenious because that is really nice effect when they're checking the rocks at it. You can't the see the wire. Stick. That's what no, that, that's what does it. it yeah. That's what does it. Yeah, the Bri- Brigadier Swagger stick. Yeah, he, he said it was much simpler. As it was entirely self-contained. The battery and small pyrotechnic charge were neatly built into the stick as uh, and was detonated sorry and was detonated by Nick Courtney uh, pressing it himself. It's always simpler if the actor can operate a physical prop yeah. on his own cue. We will of course have tested the prop for safety back in the workshop experimenting and perfecting the strength of the explosive. Of course now if they if this was made now you'd have a unit extra walking into the barrier bursting into flames turning into a skeleton or yeah. something like that but yes. all, all we needed back then a stick on fire yep a stick on Our fire imaginations didn't rest <laughs> right two more quotes one is yep. about the bot costume he says i didn't design or make the bot costume although i did have to fix a gun tube to one of the gloved hands this finger gun was fired by the actor playing Bok, a short man called Stanley Mason, and we'd have to reload his finger after every take. We did have to make two complete replicas of Bok. One was a very rough copy for location filming, viewed briefly from a distance before being destroyed by yeah. Bazooka. The other was a detailed statue for use in the studio, fitted with a light bulb eyes and a movable head. Ah, so that is the one that's uh, in the cavern. Yes. He he says it was either me or Len Hutton who turned the head and operated the lights. One of us would be crouched down behind the statue with our arm up the back of the hollow body. This enabled us to turn the head manually, right? And then the final bit I've got is about, yeah, blowing up the church. He says... Knowing that we had to blow up the church at the end of the story, we took photographs of it from several angles while we were on location. 
The model was in fact a two foot wide enlargement of one of those photographs cut out and prepared by Len Hutton. This was done by simply cutting the church out of the photograph, then mounting it on hardboard so that you can stand it upright. The church windows were cut out, along in a, uh, allowing a strong light behind the photograph to shine through. The explosion itself would be no more than a flash charge detonated in front of the photograph. This process gives you the time and money you, you'd waste building a three-dimensional model. So there you go. Yeah, it works. It does work, yeah, and very well, because some people yeah. apparently thought it was real. Hmm. So that's that. That's our behind-the-scenes done. Yeah, right. yes. And, and, yeah, and that's and our trip a, to Devil's End done. I think it was a very nice trip. A very it was a very nice trip. 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 Yeah, I'm still it surprised was, you, yeah. you chose this, you know, relatively early in our uh, podcast's life. Yeah, it's quite I, a strong one, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is a strong one. I think, we need, I, think I needed a reaction after the... The dominators, right? Oh, I yeah. needed to needed to go somewhere nice. I think palate cleanser. I think we yeah, uh, yeah, used the it. term before, cleanser. isn't it? Yes, yeah. All right, so we're off to the fourth doctor next time. Yeah, I'm interested to hear what you've got in store for me. Well, it's it is very interesting because you know I chose this subject straight after the last fourth doctor, which was one of yeah. yours, wasn't it? You know. Yeah, because I th- I don't think people realize I make my decisions up pretty much a couple of minutes before we record you've actually plotted all yours out yes you? I, I i know who i'm going up yeah. to right until the first doctor i know i know every, every one of my my choices um so yeah I, I i've known about this since we last talked about the fourth doctor yeah. what, um, what was it what did we do last time we did what the fourth horns doctor. of nyman it was, was it? yeah no i chose What's the it? horns of nyman didn't i no, I chose Nyman. Oh, it was then. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was the Nyman. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. This subject I chose a long time ago, and it's it's total and utter coincidence, right? Right. This one that I've done. Let's see if you or the listener can can guess it. How, how many clues do you have to? Okay, so it's co- coincidence, as in it's similar to the demons, demons. In that it's largely set in a small, sleepy English village. Oh, Android invasion. Absolutely. Yay! And now that, literally, that village was like a minute down the road from where I lived in Oxford. Really? Very, very often. I mean, there's some photos coming about somewhere of, of, of me next to the uh, the obelisk. Yeah, that that it was literally, you, you had to drive through that village to get to Didcot, which was the, the next major train station to, to like train into London, because no one wanted to drive into Oxford. It's horrible. Um, yeah, it... it um, Wow, that, that that is a local one to me. So this this we had one that was local to you, the quarry, yeah. and this is local to me. Um, this will be interesting, actually. I've not seen this uh, since I got the DVD. Oh, really? Have yeah. you watched it? Have uh, you watched, watched the DVD? Yeah. I did. I have watched all pretty much all the classics. I have watched at least once the DVDs. Right. Uh, normally, I watch it. I would watch it three times. So I'd watch it once to watch it through, once with the commentary on and then once with the text on right but this one for some reason i've only ever watched it once so i've not even watched the can't listen to the commentary or watch the um the info track oh right on this one so ah oh, this would be interesting yeah yeah no it's, I, it's just a total coincidence that we're talking about a yeah. sleepy english village where all is not what it seems not what it seems yeah yeah centered around a pub centered around a pub and a british rocket group Yes, yeah. And Bloody crack mass again. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. And also, I thought, you know, yeah. we could also count the Terry tropes 
Oh, in I it. think there's a lot of Terry troops in this. Very yeah. much so. I mean, it's an yes. Avengers story. I mean, every time yeah, you know, I think about, it, I think of Blimey, it's, it's the Avengers. It also has quite a bit of of, of faulty logic mm. in it. So yeah, I, yeah oh, that'd be a good one. I, and I, I chose it because I like. I I I think the Krells are, are. Is it Krell? Is that how you say it? Krell. Krell or Krell. Krell. Um, I I've always liked their design, but this story doesn't really get talked about much. You know, no, no, it's, it's very an much overlooked a forgotten. Story. It's, it's sandwiched in between some greats, though, isn't it? Mm. I think if it anywhere else in any other season, it probably would have been thought of higher, but it's surrounded by giants. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you've got a week to watch and reevaluate. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll right. get the ginger beer in for that. Yes, yeah, yeah. And listener, join us next time when we're yes. back in the pub again. Back in the pub, yeah. yeah. Pubs feature a lot in this. Uh, this podcast, don't they? Yes, yeah, not a surprise. All right, okay, see you next nice time, then, Ian. All right. Thanks, then, Eric. See you then. Bye bye.